Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. You know, it's been one of the hardest things for me to do, partly because it's just my nature and my character to talk, partly because I'm always studying and researching and I feel like I have something to say. But I've learned over the recent years and more every day that wise leaders listen more and talk less. As John Maxwell and my mother and every Sunday school teacher and school teacher I've ever had said, that's why you have two of these and one of these. But the wiser the leader, the more you'll realize they listen slowly. They listen fast. They respond slowly. They listen to everything. They hear all of the input and all of the judgments before they move forward. And then they speak. I'm still learning that, but that's what I want to talk about in this episode of Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast, and I can tell you for much of my life, I've gotten myself in trouble with this thing. In fact, I've gotten more in trouble with this thing than anything else. I'm talking too much, saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, saying something when nothing should have been said. Some things are better left unsaid. And for five decades of my life or more, I've been able to talk and I've been pretty good at it. And by that, I mean, um, I can usually string together some words that make good sense. And I, like I said, I study a lot. Sometimes I study things that are off topic or so you would think until they begin to come together related. Uh, an example strange little things that I study. I was yesterday watching an AI robot collapse as it intentionally self-destructed. It, it collapsed itself. It gave up on life. It, if a robot can commit suicide, that's basically the way this video described what this robot was doing. It was assigned simply to move boxes from one side of a room to the other. And after analyzing itself through AI, this is my job, this is my destiny, this is all I will ever do, it gave up on robot life. And it collapsed in the floor. Hmm. Interesting that uh, state of New York just deployed three different styles of robots in place of police officers because, well, you know, robots are not racist. Robots won't kill people for no reason. Robots will respect everybody's right to exist. I guess they haven't seen RoboCop. I mean, that movie's what, 50 years old now? almost as old as me. That's a, that's a scary idea, though, that we would deploy robots who consciously decide themselves to be of no worth and end themselves to deploy into the streets of New York to take care of criminals? I don't know. But see, I'm speaking at a turn because I've done just enough research on it to, to think it's crazy. And there are probably much smarter people than myself way further down the road in the world of policing and robotics and intelligence and AI that would say, no, 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 this is a great idea and, and, and we, should, we should do this. So I will practice what I'm teaching today and that is I will listen fast. I will listen to everything that's coming. I will listen in every direction that I can on this topic until I get a conclusive intelligent answer and then I will speak slowly and clearly about the problem. See, when I sit in a mastermind group, I often don't say anything, and it's taken some time to learn. It's taken the patience. But 
Usually I discern who has the greatest wit in the room and who has the greatest wisdom in the room and who has the intellect in the areas that we desperately need it. And from that, I can then later decide who is it I need to build tighter relationships with so that I can learn more myself, so that I can add benefit to my own life, so I can add value to others because that's why I learn things, to add value to others. Sometimes you learn things by simply observing. And it's kind of comical because I have this multiple career thing going on where we own an AV company. And so yesterday, for an example, I got to stand behind the camera silently and not engage in the conversation and do filming for a Naval Academy graduate talking about what it was like to be on the ships. You ready for this? Before radar. Hmm. That's been a minute. Actually, it was a very specific type of radar that he mentioned, but he did talk about being guided by the stars and guided by the sun, and that's how they found their way around. And There were times that they would surface and come into water where there was no way to know how far out they were except someone to crawl up in a crow's nest and tell them how close they could get to the beach before running aground. Simultaneously listening to someone who knew all of the major players in politics and computers, and at one time his wife actually worked for one of the biggest computer companies in the world, a guy by the name of Ross Perot. And listening to these older gentlemen, older than myself significantly, discuss what the world was like then, would have been fascinating for, them to, for me to ask them, so what do you think of artificial intelligence? Since you both come from the days of computing and watching the world evolve from when computers were the size of a refrigerator. What do you think of policing done by robots, run by AI the size of a pinhead? Would have been a great conversation, but it didn't come up because that day I was just seen as a camera guy. I'm okay with that. There are other times that I've just seen as a guy with a microphone. Adjust the sound, make it sound good, make everybody look good, make everybody sound like they're professionals. And that's my role but I get to hear some phenomenal thinkers and leaders and speakers. And then often when I see them in another role, they're like, wait, you have a podcast? Wait, you're also a speaker? Wait, you teach classes on communication skills? Yep, I do all that. But sometimes the best thing said isn't. The best thing is not said at all. And I wanna challenge leaders, especially young leaders, it's hard, I know, because I was one. When you feel like you're not being heard, when you feel like your intellect, your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience, your research, your study is not being regarded at all, it's easy to get an ego about it. It's easy to force your way into the conversation. It's easy to speak a little louder, talk a little faster, make sure everybody hears everything you have to say. Been there, done that. And I'm going to tell you, as I get older and I watch more of the silent types and their leadership styles, their responses are often very slow coming, but swift in delivery, poignant, well-timed, and perfectly placed. Uh, Kimbo Slice is a, a street fighter, ended up making it to the MMA but when Kimbo Slice was learning and training and, and getting his feet under him, so to speak, I watched a video of him and I can't remember exactly who it was that was training him, but he was asking about how does this guy deliver a punch that nobody blocks and nobody stops? 
And so the guy demonstrated to him the path of this punch coming straight down the middle. And he said, you know, if I'm swinging from out here, you can see the speed of the punch. If I come from an uppercut or I come from an overhand, you can see a cross. You can see the speed of the punch. But that one coming right down the middle, you don't know how fast it's coming because it's coming straight at you. And so I can deliver it slow or I can deliver it fast. And in the same way, you can't judge it because you have nothing to measure it against. I think there are a lot of leaders whose answers are like that straight on punch. They've taken in all the information and all the data that they need. They have all their experience and all their understanding and all their education. And they have these tried and true ideas that they haven't just been thought up. They've actually been tested in hard waters. They've been tested in the storm and they know this isn't just a theory. This is a practical answer. And if you'll deploy it, you'll get the results you're looking for. See, those are the kind of leaders you want to spend time with, those wise leaders who take in all the information that you have to offer them. And sometimes they'll let you talk yourself into a hole. They'll let you explain something until you realize what I just said 10 minutes ago doesn't even match what I'm saying right now. And many of us do that while we're brainstorming. Unfortunately, many leaders, they have a habit of brainstorming as a declarative statement. Yeah, if you own that, take it in and own it. Because you know if it's you. If you're the kind of person who makes a definitive statement as if you know for a fact that it's true and you're adamant that people need to act on this and then you know deep inside that I was winging it when I said it. I, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure that what I said was right, but it sounded right. It felt right. And I think, by golly, it's going to work. And if that's you, own it, take responsibility for it, and realize what it means. There are a lot of politicians these days saying what they know when they come out of their mouth are words that are deceptive, manipulative, lies. They're saying things that they know when they say them are untrue. But it's like they have in the back of their mind the subconscious thought that says, but who's going to hold me accountable? Or as one lead politician said, what difference does it make now? And the reality of the statement had to do with the fact that all the lies that had been told up to that point were destructive. They cost lives. They cost billions of dollars. They did a lot of damage to geopolitical relationships. But you can't unring the bell. It's water under the bridge. What's done is done. Que sera, sera. What are you going to do about it? And while there was an acknowledgement that all the damage had been done by the lies that were told, you can't untell the lie, you can't undo the damage, and you really can't hold anybody accountable for it because there were so many people involved in it. And so the one person who told the lie basically grins and walks away. And unfortunately, there are a whole lot of leaders today who do the same thing. They adamantly declare that they know exactly what the answer is. More solar, more wind, more tunnels, no nuclear. Get rid of oil, get rid of the police department. Change the way we educate our children. Let them make the decision about who they're going to be at five years old. These are all great ideas because the more vehemently I say them, the louder and the faster that I speak them, the more powerful those answers will be. And you will find that they are true in the end, even if I'm lying right now and I know it. Wise leaders listen fast and answer slow.
wise leaders have determined from the trial and error, from the mistakes they've made, from the price they've paid, from the damage they've done, from the people they've hurt, from the causes they've abandoned. That just because you're adamant, just because you're loud, just because you're talking fast, just because you're pointing your knuckles, doesn't mean you're right. Doesn't mean what you're saying is true. Doesn't mean that you're filled with wisdom just because you have a title. No, it doesn't mean any of that. Wise leaders listen fast, but think slow. They speak slow. They answer slow. They're processing all the data that's coming in rather than making it up and winging it. And I challenge you as leaders to be wise. Spend way more time listening, studying, researching, analyzing, comparing, thinking, planning, preparing than you spend talking. Make your speech that much more valuable. As one professor says, make your speech concise and accurate. If you'll take the time to do that as a leader, you'll find that you probably won't have to talk nearly as much or repeat yourself as often. Because just as it's easy to parry a left cross or a right hook or an overhand, that one coming right down the pike, it's hard to determine if that one's coming right at your nose or not and just how fast to defend yourself. A word, a true word, well-researched, spoken in due time, that's like honey. It's powerful. Do that as leaders, rather than flying off the handle and throwing around words like they don't mean anything. They mean a lot. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. Hi, my name is Christina Knowles, and I just got done taking Jay Lauren's Story Power Masterclass. It was amazing. I took away so much information. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed being formally trained in media many, many years ago is the call to action. I will use that with every speaking engagement, and I'm so grateful that Lauren just um, spoke truth into his teachings, and he is a true professional. And I know this might sound weird, but I've been taking certifications in different classes over the years, and Lauren is not boring. I can't even believe I got here at nine, and then the class went by so fast that I was like, it's time to go already? And I was shocked that it was time to go already. So it's an awesome class. You're going to enjoy it, I promise. Lauren is a master teacher on storytelling, and I learned so much. Um, I'm really going to have to sit down and go back through everything, and I think I might have to have some more coffees with Lauren, but uh, it was totally worth my time.